everybody, this is Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. We've made it to episode 25. It's the silver anniversary. We're talking about Fast and Furious drama. Why can't Vin Diesel and The Rock get along? We're talking about Avengers 4. What's the big deal with this? the title of this movie that's going to spoil the big reveal in Avengers Infinity War? I can't wait. We're talking about that. We're talking about movies that just completely shocked us with a big twist that we never saw coming. We're breaking down Black Lightning. We're talking about The Walking Dead. And yeah, we're back on target with Arrow. So, hope you enjoy this show, and I'll be back on the other side. Alright, it's Wednesday, April the 4th. Big round of news. Lots of cool stuff happening. You're listening to Lyle's Movie Files. I'm Jeffrey Lyle's. Joining me today... Is my main man, Chief. Chief, what's up, man? What's up, Jeff? I'm good, man. You sound hyped. How was the day? Uh, the day was wonderful. And then at the end of it, I, I get to talk with you guys about movies and shows. So it always, it always ends up well on a Wednesday. Nice. I appreciate having you as always. Chase, what's up, bro? What's going on, bro? You good? Have a fun day? The life and the paycheck. That's all we got. That's all we got. And one and only Javon King. What's up with you, man? Man, I'm living excellent. Outstanding. All right, let's just jump right into it because there's a lot I want to talk about, a big, big feature that we want to go on with today. So let's just jump right into it. So TV, we had Arrow return after taking a little break from March Madness and... Arrow has been crazy with this consistency level. Like one week, it's awesome. It's very much like Walking Dead, where one week is great, the other week is kind of eh. The next week, it's sort of good. The next week, it's bad. It's just all over the place. This was an episode of Arrow where kind of, I felt like we're closing in now. We're starting to get to the back end of the season. It's time for it to start picking up and getting that momentum as it closes goes into that home stretch. Jace, it really didn't do it for me because we had way too much stupid drama. We had Roy come back only to leave with Thea. And now Roy and Thea are written off. Nothing happened. And I'm just thinking about it. If Thea had gotten killed from Prometheus on the island, would anything really have changed this season? I feel like that's... I feel like this season's always been in a hole because nothing really happened after Prometheus did that kill everybody on the island. And the only person I managed to kill was the baby mama that no one cared about. So what do you think has been going on? And, and we need to talk about Curtis, but I just wanted to cue to you up real fast on that stuff first. Okay. Well, also going to factors, like not only did you lose baby mama, who everybody knew was probably going to die, but you also lost Malcolm Merlin, which was kind of a link to the first season where he could always pop in as kind of a great character that we've been missing this season. Like even having Slade, I mean, uh, Slade come back, it was like, oh, he's kind of good now. It's not the same like season two badass. But you had the first time where Slade was really this really great character. Now he was kind of a neutered character like his flashback from season one it doesn't, I mean, it's like, you just, you're losing some of that. Like, okay, who's this real big bad. And, and this season has not, I mean, even when it was, um, Caden James, we're like, okay, this could be good, but we're waiting to see what happens. Like, what's this 
big explosion that's really going to take this season over the top. But at that exact moment we, we got the clip, we found out it's the big bad is really Stooge number two. And his plan is just to do what Stooge number one was going to do anyway. I mean, bad guy number one was going to do. And we just haven't felt like there's any real, like, oh, there's real drama on this. It's like, okay, we're losing members of Team Arrow. Thea could have got killed on, like I said, Thea could have died on the island. We, I mean, we had lost, like, say, half a Team Arrow, like, where it was just Black Canary and Oliver left. That would have been a real game changer. Now it's just kind of losing characters by attrition, but it doesn't seem like it's for any real good reason. And I think that's why the season started to suffer. And now I think you said we, we're kind of like in this four or five episode left. It's like what? There's nothing that's going to make the season really pop because it's like I know who the big bad guy is, and all I, Oliver has to do really is just put an arrow through this guy's heart. And this is over, and that's it. We don't need any. We don't need anything. We we got Arrow. I mean Roy back, but that meant nothing. He is gone now. Um, Gyna, sorry, Black Canary is. We got two black canaries running around, and oh, I'm sorry, we have Black Siren, but that hasn't. I mean, she was really good. Now it's like we're waiting for this master plan of hers, and it's still just not looking like it's popping. So it it it, it doesn't look like it's going to be it's going to be an okay season versus last season greatness. So that's kind of I think we had that letdown season just after Prometheus. Right. Well, the good news is that Arrow, along with all the other CW superhero shows, with the exception so far of iZombie, have all been renewed for another season. I Kind of going into this one, I figured this couldn't be as season six just wasn't going to be as good as season five. That was good throughout. And, you know, season six had some good moments. It has some good elements. And there are still some subplots that are being developed that are leading to good episodes. But it's just not coming together as a whole. And there's just too much dumb stuff that is the second half of the season they don't need. I just counted up. It looks like there's still seven more to go. But these next seven are going to have to really bring it to get this show or this season to have me excited about it. Because right now I'm just kind of, eh, whatever. Now, one show that this week I was very excited about was uh, Chief and Javon's not-so-favorite show, The Walking Dead. And Walking Dead was, I felt like this was a show, an episode that had a lot going on, and we had some fun stuff happening, and some actual character progression, and actual connections to things that have happened way back in Season 1 and Season 2. We had Rick and Morgan decide they need to hunt down those escaped savior prisoners. And then we had Carol going on the hunt for uh, Henry. And that kind of tied back into her whole failure when she wasn't quite the warrior she is now when she was trying to find her daughter and had to rely on people like Daryl to go track her down and save her, which ultimately did work. But this turned out a lot different for her, and she got, I guess, kind of a bow on her redemptive arc of not being able to save her daughter, but being able to save this little kid. And then we had Negan and Jadis have this really interesting dynamic where Jadis could have killed Negan 20 times and decided not to, and then Negan finally opened up about Lucille a little bit and now he knows he's got some cleaning house to do 
back in the sanctuary with one Simon. And then there's the mystery of who he picked up on the side of the road. Chief, I'm going to start with you. What did you think about this one? Uh, it wasn't a, a it wasn't a truly memorable episode for me. Um, it was okay in in some aspects. Uh, what what's going on with Rick? That's the question I need to ask, man. I mean, Bro. Rick Rick is is a conundrum now, man. Um, it just. He, I mean, he's just a plain. Uh, to me, he's turning into one of the bad guys in a sense. Um, and I don't know if that changes now that he's read Carl's letter, um, or, or that continues. But um, I wasn't. I didn't dig the fact. You know, I, I, uh, the promises Rick makes, and then turns around and breaks them. Because I think. I think. You, you know what I mean? I thought that was kind of foul. Yeah. It was foul. Um, it was, yeah, it was foul. Like, you know, you know, I thought because like, the dudes let him go, untied him, um, and they wanted to actually, you know, be a part of, of go home and, you know, maybe be a part of Hilltop with them. And uh, Rick turned around and, and turned on him. Um, if the main character has no substance behind them. What does that do to the show? Um, so I, I don't, I don't like the direction that they're taking Rick right now. Um, as far as the Negan thing, uh, that aspect to me has gotten interested because now I'm trying to figure out what the heck this guy's going to do. You know, um, He's got a cake bacon, and you know I'm just you know I can't wait to see what what flavor it is for real. Uh, my man, uh, the king. I was you know I, I was watching, and he was shaming uh, my girl Carol there, but wasn't it Carol like four or five episodes ago had to get this guy off the ground? He didn't even want to move. Yeah, wasn't he just like in the fetal position? Yeah, yeah he was in a fetal position. Right. And then you gonna you gonna come back and, 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 and uh you know, turn on the turn on the girl. You was just crying about your whole your whole squad getting you know, I smile because I can. And then yeah. all this and that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you 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 know, you, you come in that carol in that way. And I'm like, dude, you was just you was just a girl. You was just a little girl a couple of weeks ago. You know? Right. Um, Swerve, man. So, yeah, like, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I done left that little boy out there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chief, man. Listen, hold on, dude. Listen. He caused, he caused a lot of problems, my man. He caused a Listen, oh. we're not living in a society such as we are today. Those, there are rules in place because of the way they're living now. So this is the thing. They ran out there, and they ran after a little boy who basically let all of the savings loose, 
um, cop the gun he wasn't supposed to cop. He, 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 he just he made several bad choices all at once. <laughs> and then and then he then he fled the compound. Like you made several bad choices and ran. Dude. Listen, obviously mm. you wanted to be alone, and I would have <laughs> left him out there alone. Now, hey, listen, <laughs> hey man, I'm not you know. The thing about now the, now the Morgan situation. Mm-hmm. Does anyone? Turn their back on Morgan? Yeah. If they haven't haven't by now. I think Morgan's really interesting because Morgan is one of these few dudes who actually looks really mentally rattled by everything that's going on. I wrote my review. Nah, but I mean, it's like everybody's worried about uh, these these doctors who can fix up people, patch up people, and deliver babies. But I think the first time they introduce somebody who can, like, analyze these people and really get in their heads, who's trained, that character could be really interesting. And that character really needs to have some long couch time with Morgan because he's really interesting. He He's all over the place. And you just kind of look at it from the sense that he is just reacting any way to anything any situation that's going on right at that moment. And he's not thinking too much. And he's just becoming like this force of nature. And when he let old boy get killed by holding his hair to the fence, that was vicious. I was like, yeah. man. Yeah. The homeboy earned that. He, <laughs> he earned really it. did. And I, he, 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 he earned it. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to see him get killed in a way that meant something. But yeah, it was, it was crazy. But Morgan didn't even like, you know, old Morgan, Morgan, maybe like two, three episodes ago, would have been like, oh, no, I can't believe what I did. Now he's like, see, yeah, that's what you get, dude. But, Jeff, oh, hold up. Let, Chief, you finish? Because I really uh, want to hear nah, all your the, takes. No, the only thing I was saying is, is has, 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 has we're noticing Morgan going crazy? It seems that they are, too. Yeah. And I was just saying, no, in any situation, Right. So any situation that Morgan, Morgan would be in front of me at all times. <laughs> all times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got to watch him. And Ooh. you know what I mean? It's like that. You take your man to the bar who likes to get drunk, but when he gets drunk, he acts stupid. So you, you always got to watch him when you oh, here we go. Hey, now, nah, hold up, hold up. And so, you know, but I mean, that's my take. I, I, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot. Um, other than... And I don't know if we discussed this. Was it this? I guess this might have been this week's or last week's episode. But for a garbage heap, old girl kept her kind of pretty spacious, didn't she? Yeah. I, I swear that's still. <laughs> Were her one bedroom efficiency? Yo, I mean, her she had lights. She had a little. <laughs> she had a cover. She had a little bamboo fixture. Right. Yeah. Right, she had a minimalist apartment. Vibe, you take it, man. <laughs> All right. Um, Chief, you made so many great points. And Jeff, you made a good one. And I told y'all how I feel about Morgan with his... We, every every couple episodes or so, Morgan waffles back between all life is precious, Morgan, to, okay, I'm killing everything in front of me. And that's just the way it is. And I get it. He's a tortured man. And the thing is, Rick has seen him in his helpful, all-there state 
to his batshit crazy state where he was remember when he Michonne and Carl stumbled upon him um when they were still battling with uh the governor and his group, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when they, they, they crossed paths again? Yep. And Morgan was insane out there, right? Right. This is it's a combination of both. I just wish that <clears throat> we could decide, and when I say we, the writer, I mean the writers of The Walking Dead could decide where is Morgan's mental state and who is he actually going to be? But I think that's the thing with Morgan. It's like he's not there. He's not all there. And he's been lost ever since his son was killed. Like he's tried different techniques. Yeah. He's tried to do the meditation. That didn't work. Yeah. He tried to talk. But I, I think that he's way more interesting than, you know, I kind of was like, man, these writers don't know what they're doing. But I think they're really trying to show the total breakdown of this dude's mind. And you it's know, just so just- fractured. I think what they, like you're saying, they, they're trying to show the breakdown of the mind, right? How this can psychologically affect people um, and what they have to do. But at a certain point, you're not going to keep, look, only to me, from what I've observed from the psyche, when people have heavy trauma within their lives, the only thing that can keep them balanced is medicine and less trauma. When there is no medicine and there's constant trauma, you're going to go to the extreme every time, right? Well, I said that what happened. No, but see what happened. The cool thing with Morgan was he was he he hung out he hung out with that guy who showed him how to you know relax yeah, and yeah. Stuff. meditation. Oh, precious. Yeah. And then he met Henry, and whether he wanted to or not, he kind of got that father son attachment like he had for his son Dwayne and then when he saw Dwayne I'm sorry not Dwayne when he saw Henry start to be a killer he's like no I have to protect him from becoming like me so then he went back on the edge and become murder death kill machine again and so he snapped and now even though Henry's back he's like oh I'm so sorry Morgan's too far gone to even be like, oh, I'm, I can't believe what I did. He's like, no, you don't apologize. I did what I needed to do. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm protecting you by being the vicious killer. And because of what they're doing with Morgan, I'm a lot more interested in seeing what happens as he travels over to Fear the Walking Dead. Just as if they continue to develop that with him because he's becoming a really interesting okay. character. But, 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 the, but my thing, go ahead, Jason. I was gonna say, but at this point, he's like, all right, I, like going saying he formed his father-son attachment to Henry. He's now like, okay, if I had been like, you know, this guy when my son was dead, as soon as I saw Walking Dead version of my wife, I wouldn't have hesitated to knock her out. Like I, I kill these zombies, like no, there's no not a, hes- a second thought. But that's the same thing that happened with Carol. Carol was like, she was too mentally weak to help Sophia. So she's, I mean, she's had her up and down moments. But when it comes to saving a kid, like with those two girls, she was protecting them. And then she was heartbroken when the girl who also had mental issues killed her sister. And she like was broken down again. And now with Henry, she's. I mean, it's like, I thought this episode was really cool because we focus on three characters who lost children and who have dealt with the coping in very drastically different ways. And Morgan keeps losing it. And Carol has found her inner strength and she's become 
a much better version of herself since losing her daughter and to the point where she can now save a kid who's being surrounded and has no other options. And with Rick, it was even more fascinating because he was he was like at that brink of becoming as crazy and unhinged as Morgan. And Morgan was like, I saved you because my son was there. And Rick was able to connect the dots and be like, well, geez, this is what's happened to him since he's lost his son. Am I there too? Right. Or do I still, is there still enough time for me to pull back? Right. But with that said, when does Morgan, at this stage, your son's been gone a long time and you've experienced a lot in that time. When out, and this is just me speaking personally, mm-hmm. I would love to see a totally unhinged Morgan out here. I would love to see that because that would show the total trauma of what this world can do to you and not just dealing with the zombies dealing with the the, the obvious because like we like we've established long ago the zombies live to feed they're, they're the constant right mm-hmm. the people are the real threat um i would love to see the totally unhinged morgan and how people deal and respond to that how people deal and respond to someone whose cheese is slid off the cracker because when you got somebody who is that volatile dude you don't know when and how to approach them. You kind of just have to let them go. Having somebody like that in the show adds a whole other dynamic, and it's not dependent on whether or not we decide this episode, whether he's compass or whether he's falling off the rails again. Hey, keep him off the rails. Hey, well, isn't, that, isn't that truly like how, Shane, how Rick treated Shane? Like that after, once he figured out what was going on, he's like, Hey, I don't trust this dude. I gotta keep, like I said, keep him in front of you at all times. But we, right, like, but with Shane, it so was a different need... dynamic. You already knew with Shane's a modus operandi. Hey, I want your wife. But he had that person. Never, I want your wife. It was literally. Yeah, but I'm Morgan doesn't want anything people. from anyone. Morgan doesn't want anything from anybody. Honestly, he just wants. I mean, to be left alone. No, Morgan wants I to think, be I part think, of a community, but he doesn't know how to be in it anymore. Chief, now, my question for you. He still wants to be left alone. I don't know. Chief, would you kick him out of the group? Because I'm curious what they end up doing and if he leaves on his own or if he's just going to be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving you guys. Or if Rick and company go, Morgan, you got to go. I I don't think they, unless Morgan takes a life in the group, I don't think they're going to kick him out because he has been, uh, he has been so vital to some of these missions. Like Morgan goes hard, and yeah, and, and, and and when you have zombies, you need to go hard, dude, on your team. Even yes, though indeed. sometimes you're like, ah, you take them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like you always, you can almost see somebody grabbing grabbing Morgan's hand and be like, "Hey, big guy, the sun is going down soon." You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's that's the way I see Morgan sometimes. He's just he's he's he's, he's he goes he goes Hulk, and and the whole thing is. But I, I think eventually, I think Morgan, I think he's gonna walk away himself. Because because every once in a while he has that uh, what's that uh, like my man Samuel Jackson said, what alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity, mm-hmm. and he's gonna be like, oh, I need to be by myself for a while. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to be able to, um, you know, I've got to get right. And I think exactly. he's going to leave to get right. The interesting part about this Morgan situation is this, though. 
we're season what eight, seven or eight of Walking Dead. We're eight, yeah. It it's only season two of Fear of Walking Dead. No, they're on three, three or four. Yeah. Well, there's still four. There's still there's three or three or four years behind. I don't think they're behind anymore. I think at some point they've caught up. Because they've been very vague in terms of the time frame. And the they've had a time before. over. They've had a time forward. Last year was a time uh, really? forward. Yeah. Did you watch last? Okay. Year? I mean, just yeah. out of curiosity. No. Oh, let me tell you something. No, about, let me say this about Fear the Walking Dead. It's getting to that point where remember when American Dad surpassed Family Guy? Anybody who watches it, listeners, if no, you watch I, it, I've never watched American Dad. Right. You never watched it, right? But anybody who I has like watched it. I on Family Guy. No, you weren't. You wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been because at some point, American Dad got funnier than Family Guy. That's what it is. Really? Right? Yes. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Especially the seasons five, uh, really seasons four through now. American Dad oh, leaving wow. Family Guy. It came into its I mean, own. And, yeah. How are the racially insensitive jokes? Are they good? <laughs> Oh, they're, they're terrific. They're terrific. Because that's why I watch Family Guy. The Family Guy says some terrific. things that... No, they say things you wish you could say, right, in public settings. Well, no. well that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'd be like, oh, my Jesus. So, okay. But you know, you know what American Dad doesn't do? It doesn't get lazy within itself. It doesn't rely on its tropes. American Dad pushes the boundaries for each of its characters. And that's what makes it funny. It's not just the, the racial, racial insensitivity, which is hilarious, but it doesn't make that a primary focus. It doesn't offend for the sake of offensive. It offends for okay. the sake of the laugh. And they, when they came into okay. their own, oh, my God, it's hilarious. And that's what Fear of the Walking Dead's going through right now. They've come into their own and established their own show outside of what The Walking Dead is doing. And they're not okay. at the point where The Walking Dead, where, like I, I keep saying, it's collapsing under the weight of its own popularity. Fear the Walking Dead doesn't have to do that. They're not, they're not faced with that. Hey, we can kill off major characters. We can add crazy elements, not crazy elements, but we can uh, insert a, a dose of reality because this is offset from what uh, Kirkman is writing and, 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 and the direction that they want to see mm-hmm. it go into. We're on our own territory, so we can take it where we want to go. So that's why it's coming to its own now. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, you sir have convinced me. Yeah, check it out, man. Check it out. Seriously. All right, Chief, you and I were behind a little bit uh, on Black Lightning. I know we still haven't caught up just yet, but but uh, we watched that last week episode where Lala decided he doesn't mind going a little bit crazy, and he's becoming a really interesting character there, too. And he was that dude where I was... When they killed him off, I was like, man, I think he was a little too cool for y'all to write off so soon. But bringing him back, we still don't know how this happened, but bringing him back has made him really interesting. And he's seeing visions, just like Morgan. He's seeing visions of people he's killed. And he's like, but he, unlike Morgan, he does not care. And he's just talking the same chill manner as before. And he's ripping dude's ears off. He is walking up on other cats, daring them to pull triggers. When they pull triggers, he doesn't flinch. He's just really strong. Um, And then the the family dynamic has been great because everybody knows everybody has powers. And that going through that stupid thing of trying to keep stuff secret, 
everything's out in the open and they can communicate and it just feels so much fresher and it doesn't feel like it's burdened down by that whole let's make somebody else a superhero and let's add another person who doesn't contribute anything like we've seen with Flash and with Arrow and and geez even with Supergirl because she's practically has two teams um so we're getting some really cool interesting developments with black lightning we, we see who the main bad guys are and they've even managed to keep this momentum going and keep tobias whale out of the spotlight so we've we've got him in the back of back you know back pocket so we can call him up when needed but there's another threat that black lightning can deal with and with lala as well so there's like three villains kind of in the mix and with what is it maybe four more episodes they don't have to deal with all of them at once and they can actually move on to next season and advance all of these subplots i just did a real brief summary but what are you thinking about what's going on with black lightning so far is it me you talking to me yeah, you, or the, you, the game you um I'm, I'm loving i'm loving black lightning so far um and i was trying to you know I, i'll go through a show and i'll rip it up for certain things you know like uh, for example, you mentioned Supergirl. I um, I got angry at an episode because uh, she was fighting another super-powered uh, character, and they threw her into a car, and she bounced off the car, and the car didn't dent. And, the, you know, this, this is the thing about a show you love, and I was trying to put another, you know, my famous analogy. Mm-hmm. So you do something wrong to your girl, right? And she's mad at you. You cheat on her or whatever. If you tell your girl anything that sounds like it could be true, she will grab that. She will grab that. So this is the thing. You're loving these shows. That's you. You're loving the shows. And if you guys, if they do anything in in, in the show that you say, hmm, that might could happen, it, it keeps you going to the show. What's happening with a lot of these shows is, they're doing things that we know are impossible, that that could never happen, that aren't true, and you we we're faced with that lie, and it starts to turn us off from these shows. Like we know you're lying, you know. So, and we're just looking for something that we could say maybe, even though it's it's far off. You know, a bunch of clowns hit my car, and it flipped over, and that's why I'm late. Maybe, you know, <laughs> the sun the sun exploded. And the whole earth went into supernova. Oh, I know that's a lie. You know, so <laughs> so far, Black Lightning has given you these maybes. And that's why I think this is my favorite new show that's come out so far. Um, it hasn't been even like this. I, I, I'm even enjoying the fact that him and his daughter work together. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, um, I like the dynamic of that. Uh, I like the 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 fact that him and his wife aren't on great terms, and he's, he's got to work at that. Um, you know, I, I, I even enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, I was listening to I think maybe it was last week's episode, and the song in the background was playing was like uh, "I Can't Breathe." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I say, well, that's actually you know that's a uh, you know, uh, uh, interesting, you know, background song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, considering everything that's that's happened out here in, in, in the real world. 
So Black Lightning has a lot of good points. It's giving you a story that you could say, hey, that's possible that 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 character would actually do that, or um, you know, when 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 people hit walls and people on the other side of the wall, people get knocked out. Things you you know, it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't given you that yeah. foolishness. It you're hasn't given you that show, foolishness. You're not watching that show thinking, okay, this is total nonsense. Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. So if if, if a show gives you just something to believe in. You can sit down and enjoy that show. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and that's the way these, these, a lot of these shows lose you or lose me. I can't speak for all of you, but lose because they're not giving you anything to believe in, in the substance of, 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 the, of the characters, of the storyline, of the, the action. Everything is kind of more or less like they'll just, hey, listen, this is the story we're giving you. Go ahead, eat it. And, and, it. and the story is, is, is right. And and so so far this 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 storyline, so far, I can say, hey, that's believable to a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and and which makes me enjoy the show, which makes me want to watch Black Lightning versus, you know, sometimes flag a flash be you know flash acts up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, like after after being missing from his job for a year and a half, two years, he just walks back in. You know, um, <laughs> where you going? I'm going to work. You know that kind of stuff. He's like, what? You know that nobody has a job where you got to you can just not go for two years and then show up. Oh uh, yeah, hey Lon, you back? Yeah, guys, I'm back. Where were you been? Ah. You're crazy. Anyways, what we got on the agenda today? You know, no. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, you know, Supergirl doesn't beat Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Supergirl, Supergirl one week p- picks up a key that weighs 100 million tons, right? She's talking to uh, I forget, the Jimmy Olsen at the time. They're standing outside the soldier, the the fortress of whatever, solitude. There we go. She picks up a key made of a door star. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, that's one million tons. Uh, that's 100 million tons. She just picks it up. She, matter of fact, she's giggling while she picks it up. Oh, really? You know, I don't know. A couple of episodes later, she's picking up the, the, the mountain that everybody's in. And he's like, hey, that's one million tons. She's screaming now. Like, this is heaven. <laughs> but it's, it's the same hundred million tons that was in the, the dwarf key. The dwarf star. Like, you did with like the who wrote key. that? Yeah, like, who wrote that? So, so this last week, she's giggling while she's picking it up with Jimmy Olsen, 100 million tons. This week, she's screaming like she's in pain. And this is the funny part. It's over a, 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 a bigger range that she's picking up. The, the, the weight is more evenly spread. It was condensed in a ball <laughs> when you first picked it up. <laughs> so, and that's what I'm saying, guys. That's, that's what I mean by uh, giving me something I can believe. If you give me something that even sounds plausible, I'll still love you behind it. Well, maybe she didn't. She, maybe I can, I can accept that. But you give me some more whacked out story, and you're lying to me. You think I'm stupid. 
That's that's what you're getting at. You think I'm stupid, don't you? You know what I mean? And and so that's what these and like I said, Black Lightning's not giving you that yet. I don't know if it will go downhill, if uh the writers will get, you know, other companies will get them like, Hey, those are pretty good writers, let's go ahead and offer more and then we start getting the bargain basement writers. You know what I mean? Chris Williams, the star of Black Lightning, was actually at an awesome con and I was able to talk to him for a few minutes and he said that they oh. this was like right before the announcement on Monday. So I talked to him on okay. Saturday. So they announced on Monday that they were all being renewed. He said that okay. they were you know, two is pretty much a lock and they're working now on renewing season three. So we're getting that season three hey. signed up. So now, I, Jeff, Chief, Jace, you know what happens when shows get popular. What happens is continuity, consistency with storytelling, all that goes outside, the, that goes out the window. And we get the ridiculous. Now, do you guys feel like there's a fear that this may happen with Black Lightning? It can happen with any show, but the thing with Black Lightning is the creative team is not spread thin building up the rest of that universe. Like, it definitely felt that the Arrow writers spent a little bit of time on Flash, and then it seemed like the Flash writers, who were so good the first season, really, really good the first season, pretty good the second season, then had to go spend more time on Legends and Supergirl when that came in to the CW. So... I think Black Lightning is just in this pocket universe in the CW, and the creative team is able to just make Black Lightning as good as it's been. And based off so the critical acclaim, I don't think so that you're going to have that same issue. I mean, you just tell. I mean, some of these episodes are just watered down. It was kind of like, you know, I mean, How I Met Your Mother started off really good. It was so great. Yeah. And then it got popular, and then it started to suck. And that didn't go eight seasons. That was what, by season three, it was starting to get real shaky. So I don't think that Black... Black Lightning is not going to be that because they're using real life stories like headlines ripped from today's tweets and and everything else. And so long as you've got black people who are oppressed in some way, they're going to have stories that are relevant and are that resonate with their audience. So I don't see that being a problem with that one. Because they're more okay. than just a superhero show. It's like a, a family. It's about a black man who's trying to help other black kids um, be more than that. And I don't think that's going to get tired or old for a very long time. Yeah, because you can focus on, if they focus on the family dynamics, you can basically do family and then have like a like a story Bible on like, okay, here's some of the stuff that we've done with this character. Don't go off left field that says this storyline could possibly happen. Don't pull a Smallville Veritas that makes no dang sense if, if you've been watching six seasons. Don't pull, I mean, just like, just pull basically like a loss. Like loss never did anything that couldn't have happened in the first season. In, this, in the fifth season, something didn't happen that couldn't happen in the first season. Like as long as they stick with that, don't get too bloated on like maybe 22 episodes, like this 13 episode right here. I really think, like I think you mentioned in one of your posts, Jeff, that they really should stick with this format because 13 just seems like you don't have those stupid episodes where you're just like, no, oh, can we get you don't to have 13? Filler. Can we get to 22 yet? Like that's what's happened to a lot of this CW shows. Is like Arrow seems like all right, we got good. Oh, if we could have cut this episode completely, we'd be fine. Like, that's that's, it. oh gosh, do we need to get air? I mean, do we need to get Ralph over? No, like cut them down to 15 episodes. Tighten them up. They're good. 
I'd argue with you on Arrow. I think Arrow has shown with season one, two, and five that they can do 22 or 23 episodes and do all of them or the vast majority of them well. It's just a matter of they need to have a a strong storyline and carry it out over that amount of time. I don't think – I think Supergirl, and maybe it's just the – that benefit of having these breaks and splitting that time with legends. I'm actually looking forward to Supergirl coming back. So I think what they need to do is probably stagger these shows. So do 13 at a time. And then maybe you have like your season six, a and season six B. And then you come back to like heroes did. Uh, We'll do it better than heroes. At least season. No heroes. Anything past season one. Before winter break, they had the winter break, the winter true winter finale. And then after that, it was, here's the next storyline. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I think they need to do this going forward because it's very rare. I mean, it's just rare throughout this universe that they have one compelling villain who is interesting and can keep making moves that can carry through for 22 episodes. That's just, that's too much to ask. And then the Netflix shows, they can't do it for 13 episodes. It's just, they need to kind of like, hey, we need to introduce more than one bad guy and have them be the first quarter villain, second quarter villain. And we can see how that main villain was connected to these guys along the way. But I think asking one villain and asking the heroes to try to battle one guy for 22 episodes instead of beating him, you know, and then it's like how Chief was saying, they come up with some way that they could have come up with months ago. And it's like, why didn't you do that before? Oh, well, you know, we had to keep the fight going. So, and Jace, what did what did you think about the big twist with this last or second to last episode where we found out who was feeding Proctor and his crew all that information about these meta powered kids? What did you think about that? Because I did not see that twist coming at all. I liked it because it was like we, we just thought she was the, you know, hey, you're single. I'm single. Hey, you know, whatever. We didn't think she had an altered it. Alternate agendas. We thought she was just say, I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to hook up with the president. I mean, a principal. But then it was like, oh, okay. That was that was just. I thought you were just a small character. That was that was a very good twist. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to jump back one one little step. Mm-hmm. But as you said, with Black Lightning, they did a smart job of having three. He's got uh, 13 episodes. We're not even in 10 episodes. He's got three storyline bad guys that could even be three episodes, four episodes, or five episodes. So, and put them all together, you, wow, we, we got a whole season right there. But mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I, now going back, I, re, I really liked her, the twist on, uh, I don't know her name, but uh, I, I thought that was like, okay, that was, that was a good move, because we don't have to introduce a new character, but that was very much like, oh, okay, good job. Goodbye, good job, Vice Principal. Yeah. You are dirty. Chief, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I never saw that coming. I mean, I mean, funny thing about it is they, they put her so far out the way, you didn't really even think about her unless she was in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those things where you, you know, what's going on with the vice principal? <laughs> I didn't, I, who thought about it? You know, the last time I saw her, she was like, uh, you know, get your own secretary. I don't, you know, I'm, you know, but I never even thought about her. She stomped out the room. I thought, she, I, you know, I thought she was honestly hurt behind that. Um, 
like I said, the Black Magnus is, is, is been surprising me uh, here and there. Like I said, I never expected Jill Scott's demise. Um, mm-hmm. So to see, you know, to see uh, the, the vice principal in, in this in this role, uh, as far as you know, finding out what kids uh, and just think, I guess they they got people in every school all around the city. If, if that's the case. You, you know what I mean? Because what made this school special than any other school? So they must, whatever this organization, ASA, whatever organization this thing is, there must be people, they must have people stationed in every school. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I didn't expect it. I was, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. I like surprises in, um, in shows. So Black Light Me keeps giving. It does. You know, it keeps giving. And, uh, you know, I like presents. <laughs> All right, I want to get back to one other thing, but I I just popped I just saw this and I wanted to get you guys quick your you guys quick take on these this latest developments with the seemingly never dying Fast and the Furious franchise drama. Uh so Dwayne Johnson had an interview with Rolling Stone and he explained his riff to some degree with Vin Diesel. He he did say that in Fate of the Furious, he did not have an one scene that he shot at the same time with Finn. So their stuff had gone that far where they couldn't even do a scene together. And I know that the storyline didn't call for a lot of interaction, but the fact that they had to shoot it at several times is just crazy. Um, so basically, here's what, what uh, Johnson said. Vin and I had a few discussions, including an important face-to-face in my trailer. What I came to realize is that we have a fundamental difference in philosophies on how we approach movie making and collaborating. It took me some time, but I'm grateful for that clarity, whether we work together again or not. So basically, we may not see Hobbs back in the Fast and Furious franchise proper. And I'm kind of curious because this has made a lot of money. I mean, this is one of I mean, this is pretty much the only non-Star Wars franchise that's anywhere close to Marvel. So you got to imagine that Universal execs are going nuts trying to figure out how to get these guys on the same page. But to me, the bigger tragedy to this is that unlike maybe the Marvel Studios, Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars to a greater extent, this one features a cast of mostly minority performers. And it's just kind of like, man, we can't do anything. We can't even work together to keep a big franchise going. And it's just kind of disappointing because I, you know, I, I know there's always drama with, with Hollywood or whatever, but those Marvel cats don't have any problem making tons of money with each other. And Infinity War is the 19th movie. Now, granted, they haven't done 19 movies together. But you haven't heard peep one about anybody even being upset about, oh, well, Robert Downey Jr. had more screen time than me. I mean, it's just weird how that's worked out. They're the most successful franchise. And it's a wrap. Jace, what's going on with the Fast and Furious that they've gone so far off the rails? Do you think they'll be able to get back on track, pun intended? And what's next for the future of this franchise? Uh, not knowing those two guys, I would say, uh, I mean, as a uh, just a fan of the movie, I would actually say you're probably not going to see Hobbs back. 
as much as Dwayne Johnson is the bona fide movie star, one one of the things that really made him a bona fide movie star was coming into the Fast and Furious. So, but they were well, they were on a nice trajectory without him. So they're like, I mean, especially you got Tyrese and you know Vin. They got hey man, we want him out. I think he's out. I mean, mm. he's big, but they had a really good thing going on without him. And Ben will make some money. I mean, he'll he'll make some money on some spinoffs with Jason. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Jason, Jason, Jason Statham. Yeah, so, I mean, they'll be fine. But I think this is probably one of those situations like, go your separate ways, make your money, still part of the Fast and Furious franchise. But you, you, don't have to, you don't have to work with somebody if you really fundamentally can't get along with them. All right. Javon, you seem like you're chopping at the bit. What do you think about this? Uh, I, you know, I, what was Vin Diesel's last hit outside of Fast and Furious? If you want to count the Guardians, you can count them. He's done. He's made money on those Riddick films. He's made money on Riddick films. He was the voice of Groot. But as Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel soaking up camera time as Vin Diesel, it's only Fast and the Furious and Triple X. Um, That's it. He, again, he's ha- he has the ability to make, like, the Witch Hunter and, you know, Jason, if you were to do a Vin Diesel movie right now with Vin Diesel stars as action hero cop outside of something that's familiar, you ain't going to make no money and they put it out in September. A lot of those other movies, it's Vin Diesel by himself. He might not spend $20 million. I mean, like, I don't know what the budget on those Witch Hunter autos, like, a uh, British project, but the point is he can actually make them because he's caught. I mean, Universal has made a crap load of money based on his the franchise he was a part of. So the franchise, uh, so Jason, The Rock is making movies three, four times a year for the last five years. The Rock is always on your film. He's always on your movie screen. He's always out there. All right, so because y'all were curious, hold up, because y'all were curious, I looked it up. Vin Diesel last year made fifty four point five million. And mm-hmm. The Rock made $65 million. Johnson did a whole lot more to earn that money. But I think if, I think some of it is that Johnson's just hungry to work. And He's he does a lot of stuff. And Vin Diesel doesn't need to do as much to make near... I mean, it, it was, that's pretty close. He's going to come out ahead this year because of his involvement in Infinity War. So it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. He won't need to do anything else. And for him... He's going to make money off of Dwayne when he does that spinoff. So, because he's a producer on everything with Fast and Furious. Everybody here has has a job. Somewhere in that building, there is somebody that you don't dig that works with you. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know any of you finances, but I, I would guess that none of us here are millionaires. Right? Right? So for your six figures that you make every year, you go in, you deal with the person you don't like because they're paying you to do so. Now, if they were paying me millions to deal with a person I didn't like, and this is the crazy thing about this, how, 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 can I say sissified? That these cats have gotten is because when you're making a movie, that's not a 20-year commitment to something. 
that's not a, at the most, what, eight months to make a movie, if that? Mm-hmm. Um, and every scene that you have there isn't necessarily with the person you're not uh, feeling. So if you want to hand me $8 million and put me in a scene, not just alone, but a scene with people that I do like and one person that I may not like, and say, hey, look, we need you to do this movie with this person. Uh, we're going to give you $8 million for the movie or whatever the case may be. I'm in that thing, man. I'm I'm hugging that person. Hey, man, it's good to see you. Whatever it takes. I guess so. I can't. I, I never understood how because you 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 have to do so much for your money nowadays, mm-hmm. and these movie guys make so much money. First of all, most of them doing what they love. Because how many how many of you? I mean, do you do any of us love our jobs? No, I I don't love my job. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's it's you know. If I had to name top things, top ten things that I love, you know what I mean? My job wouldn't be in the top ten. Um, if you ask, if you ask the actor, you know, top that top ten things that he loves, I'm sure acting would be in that top ten. Right. So this is this is what you do. This is what they pay you to do. Stop complaining to each other. About oh I don't want to work with him I don't want to look do your job go home to your 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 thirty million dollar mansion uh, your kids who, who don't yeah. have to worry about nothing because you've taken care of their their education uh, after you die they'll be okay for life your grandchildren Chief. will be you can buy whatever you want yo this Chief. struggle out here is real for the rest of us Chief these oh, wait, people okay. are making millions to play pretend. If I can't play pretend with someone for a few for a few hours out of a few months, then for 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 several million, something's wrong with me. But that okay, goes back okay. to my point when it comes to let me just say this. That goes back to my point with Diesel and The Rock. Diesel realizes one thing when it comes to The Rock. Like I was saying, the guy is visible, and if he gets more shine than me. This becomes the Rock series more than it's Vin Diesel series. And I think Vin Diesel's very well aware of that. Because for what it's worth, Vin Diesel's not as visible as The Rock right now. He's not. No, okay. I, I, agree. I actually agree with that point. Because that, that's why I said, like, once they introduced The Rock into the series, right. it started to tilt to more of The Rock series. Now, right. I also, I'm, I'm, I say the one thing we're actually missing is, like, there's a premium on happiness. Like, if you did not have to go into work every day to deal with your coworker you hated for 16 hours a day and they're in your face all 16 hours, you might say, you know what? I don't need this crap. I actually rather hang out with my kids and wife. Like, I don't need to see this dude I don't like. I'm probably going to get in a physical altercation with him. It's going to cost me a lot of money. How about I just turn that one down and chill out with my kids? Like, I think... You, you put the premium on happiness, so you're like, I don't need to deal with this dude. Like, I don't. It's not. I don't think there's being sissified. Just saying, you know what? I don't need that crap in my life. But see, that's. But you're saying you walked away from the movie. They still did the movie, but then everybody else had to make concessions not to do them in the same scene. So now you go to a movie and you say, "This is my demand. I don't want to do any scenes with this guy. He doesn't do any scenes with me." 
So if you're saying to yourself, hey, I'm not going to do no more movies, that's fine. I agree with that. Hey, I don't want to work with this person no more. Uh, They're a jerk. They're insensitive. Whatever the case may be, fine. But for you to go in there, work with a person, and then be like, well, I made everybody else. Have you ever been in a room with two people who didn't like each other, made the rest of the people uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you've got uh, a, a room full of writers, people, yada, yada, right? Because you don't like attention. Now, if you quit the movie or you don't want to do the movie no, for, no more, Jason, I'm fine with that. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't dig the dude. I stopped doing those movies with him. Okay. But now you're saying that I'm not, I'm not going to do the movies anymore with these, pe- with these particular guys, but I'm still going to do the movie. And I'm like, well, what sense does that make? I mean, just don't do the movie then. You might as well not do the movie. But to go in there and not not be feeling a guy and then having everybody else. I mean, we're men. We're men at the end of the day. Hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? We're men. But the thing is, we the do Rock said, hey, I don't feel the dude, but I'm, I'm going to put in my work because I like having this busy schedule. I'm going to make sure I can get these scenes in and then go to my next project. Damn right. So he's what, like, what he, I mean, him, him, he's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like the last movie, it didn't take away anything that these dudes weren't feeling each other. It literally like you do your job on your side. I do my job on my side. Done. Dude, the Brazil out. movie is they fought. They fought, Jace. You remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That was a great part in that movie. It made because sense. Because you were like, uh-oh. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, what, what sense now, does it make to be being buddies now? Like, what sense does it make for Hobbs to be working with the, that team? They never they made sense together. in the first place. Well, they the did. whole damn series don't make sense. So we're we're gonna ignore that. All right, we're we're, we're not bringing physics in here, okay? None of it makes sense. Never makes sense. Fast and the Furious Six is oh. one of the greatest movies. Because they don't worry about common sense, like how long an air wait, or, <laughs> I mean, or runway is. I mean, that movie's just great. And if Hobbs wants to hang out with them to go chase down the evil mirror versions of them, I'm fine with that too. I, I for me, I think they need to get their stuff together. Put this thing. I mean, because she's. I don't think they need to make a million more of these movies. Put a bow on the series. Call it a night, and just do two more movies so we get to ten and. Go your separate ways. Go do something else. We're not a ten yet. Nah, man. We're on. We're uh, last one was eight. Two more. God. to go. Jeff, you see what I'm, Jeff? But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Why? Why have that argument? Why have that? Listen, you only got to be with the dude for a little while. It, it, the, to, I think taking away, taking somebody out of the scenes with the rest of the people, I think that takes away from the movie what it could be. Is what I'm trying to say, Jay. It's it's the scenes with those are the two main guys right there. And they but, also remember, but also remember, it's not now. It's not just Rock and Dwayne don't feel each other. It's now you're putting Tyrese in there too. Nobody like, cares. The original cast. Hey, no, no. So you okay, can replace like, so Tyrese, Tyrese with Tyler Perry. Nobody will know the difference. Oh gosh, no. Okay, that would probably be the one step down. I like Tyrese in these movies, but I adore. <laughs> I may tap okay. out of Tyler Perry's starring in these. You know who I think okay, they can replace Rock with? They can just put John Cena in. Pretty much big muscle guy. And John Cena has okay, a personality and everything. He can do the rock right. role just fine. But Once what I'm saying is, is, like, you had the original cast has issue with the new guy. You get rid of the new guy. 
Just move on. I wouldn't. But anyway, like I said, I, if I Rock can't come back, I, I, they've got options. I mean, I just I, think who, that, uh, who controls the rights to these movies overall? Is it the studio or? Man, I don't know these contracts. I know Vin Diesel's deep into think, it, so because yeah. they think way, taken away from the two okay. main guys not on screen together, it takes away from the movie. I think that that, that you got the two biggest names in the movie because I mean, you know, my man Paul Walker's dead, right? Right. So yeah. you got the two biggest names in the movie because the rest of the guys don't count. Let's be let's let's just be let's be honest. Real. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. The rest of the guys don't count. They're there, and you're fine with them being there. But you're all supporting characters. So once you put The Rock in there, who's a big name, you had Paul Walker, who counted. You mm-hmm. had Vin Diesel, who counted. Then you brought The Rock in, who mm-hmm. instantly, because he's a superstar, he counted. Right? Yeah. So Paul Walker dies. Now you got just Vin Diesel and The Rock as far as the draw. You know, everybody likes the franchise, but now these two are now the draw. Mm-hmm. And now you're no, saying to yourself, hey, we're going to take the two main characters of the movie don't like each other in real life, so they won't have a scene together. I think that just takes away from the movie. It takes away from the scenes they could have had together that would have made that movie better than what it was. That's, that's my point, Jace. I think that men are men, and they, if, you, if you're getting paid to do a job for you to say, yeah. I'm not working with somebody, is just you know what I mean? Because I wish I could go in and, and you know what? I'm not working with this guy today. But as a man, I know that I've got a family to feed. I got to bring home that check. I need to do what I need to do. These guys here, so you, they sign up for the movie. It's something that they have to do. Like like they, I mean, they don't yeah. have to do. You don't have to do the movie, dude. It's real. You, know, you signed up for the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. City five because you don't have to do that. You can go in there and say, listen, man, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm out the franchise or whatever you're going to do. That's all, Jason. I mean, I see where you're coming from. I just think as, as, as a guy, you, or, or, or as who you are, you give the people what they want. That's what you're in for acting for, right? right. You're in there for, I mean, one of the main things is to entertain the, the, the folks. That's why you do these movies. I mean, okay. granted the money, but. What's it? I, I'm. I'm like, do you really think this would have been an issue if Paul Walker was still alive? No, because there were three people That's, to share that spot as opposed to two. Yep. Honestly, if you were to replace, if they were, if the studio were to say, okay, Paul Walker's dead and we need a replacement, if they were to go cold-blooded and insert Channing Tatum, think about that for a second. Everybody would have a problem because Channing Tatum's yeah. money. He's hot. Yeah. You, really? you can't deny his heat. Shannon Tatum is Bro. a dude who I think they've convinced us he's a star. I can't name a movie that he's done Jeff, I'm not that was killing the box I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing <laughs> that. But ladies show up for Channing Tatum. Uh, yeah, Channing yeah. Tatum. If he's Where? in a movie, they want to go mm-hmm. see it. I don't know. I mean, so if the, the numbers are going to like that you're gonna put Channing Tatum in a, in, a, in a hot sports car with his shirt off. Come on now. And, and, oh, no, no. Okay. Bring that movie out in May. That's the number one movie for the next three weeks. I'm not. I'm not what, even arguing. What did uh, Kingsman do? Wait, wait, wait. Kingsman was like, look it up right now. Article. All right. I'll so, agree. All right. So, he, ladies, love that guy. Man. He's had 
was it one? Let me see. Because I'm gonna count the movies where he's the star, not not one of the guys in an ensemble. He was in a Lego movie, but that didn't count. So he's no. he's had three legit movies where it was on Channing Tatum. Four. I'll give him four. So he was mm-hmm. in Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, Jaja the Rise of Cobra. But I, you know what? I'm gonna take that away. I, I'll, I'll even I'll give him that. I don't think he was the draw in that. I mean, I think that was a lot of people excited about a G.I. Joe movie, and hey, he's okay to be Duke. That's fine. But yeah. I'll throw him that. And then The Vow, okay. And then Magic Mike, which I thought would have been more, but it only made 113. So that is, and Kingsman was. Because there's not one dude that said, you know what I want to see this weekend, baby? Magic Mike. I don't think it's straight, dude. Now, yeah. Yeah, but you know, for what it's worth, you you got a percentage of the audience, right? Right. In Fast and the Furious, you add Channing Tatum, The Rock, and Vin Diesel, and you give us some good effects, some good car chases. You give us a good uh, uh, two-minute trailer. You can convince your girl if she likes Channing Tatum to go see this with you. You, you'll get a, a good opening weekend if you put this out during the, the height of movie season, right? The action movie season. You'll make some money. This is right. without question. All right. So I, I'm going to, because we need to move on because I got some cool other stuff go I want to go to. But I'm telling you, I think they could easily easily throw in any one of the Chris's because we always talk about the Chris's. They could throw in Chris oh, the Pine. They could throw in Chris Hemsworth. They could throw in Chris Evans. And they Hemsworth. could miss the beat. And I think no, not fine. they could throw any of those three guys in there ahead of Tant Channing Tatum, and they would do just fine with the ladies, with the box office, and that, hey, here's this guy's a big movie star. Come see him. Oh, any of them. Avengers 4 is coming out next year. It still does not have a title. And the reason is because whatever happens in Infinity Wars is going to be a big spoiler to that fourth Avengers film. And I heard a suggestion that maybe a rumor that could be happening. I'm not quite sure if I'm excited about it or wish I had seen it in the theater and not had it randomly spoiled and thrown out for me. So I'm just kind of curious, what would make this movie, what could possibly happen in Avengers Infinity War that would make you excited or feel like whoa i never saw that coming for avengers 4 uh jace let's start with you the return of cap the return of cap like if if, say captain america is lost to us at the end of infinity war and they titled uh infinity you know part two the return of captain america that would be kind of a spoiler like no I'd rather, like, kind of Justice League did it. I know he's there, but I'd rather, you know, see it in the movie. I still think that cost Justice League a lot of money, but yes. All right, all right, Chief, how about you? We we, we thought it was okay, though. I mean, remember how when we were talking first four podcasts, we were like, this is a great idea. I thought it, it was fine, but I think it cost them money. Yeah. Who do you think cost Justice League money? Uh, keeping a secret that Superman was, was coming back in the movie. So, like, if you watch the trailers, you really didn't see a lot of Superman involved in the mix. It was just Batman and the other four. Or yeah. Four. 
That might have that might have caused him somebody people didn't think he was gonna return. I mean, hell, he didn't come back to the last what twenty minutes of the show anyway. But it was an awesome twenty minutes, and he kicked everybody's tail. It was awesome. So, yeah, he did, didn't he? He did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I see you, Flash. Anyway, so what we're doing for you, like, what would would just throw you for a complete loop? And if it was just like, wow, this happened, I can't wait now to see what's going on in Avengers Four. I, you know what? I, I don't know. Um, with these Avengers movies, I've never tried to like, like sort of like with the X Men. I never tried to leap ahead and 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 um and and wish for, I guess, for a character. It it would be nice to. Uh, I would like to see. I don't know, you know, a, a, maybe Galactus in the next one, something, something similar. I'd I'd love to see a, a, an Avengers with a with some bit roles of characters. Like I'd like to see a little carnage in one of these movies. Hmm. Um, carnage has always kind of been one of my 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 favorite uh. uh, uh Spider-Man type things, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see like, uh, maybe they have a, uh, sort of like the Justice League has the, uh, with the, the Legion of Doom. Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. the Avengers get, uh, who's, who's the opposite of the Avengers here? Who's the Masters, Masters of Evil? Someone. Where, yeah. where yeah. maybe they, they get, maybe they get their own people, you know, their own superpower villains who conspire against them. Um, and try to take them out here on Earth or something like that. Because um, we've been in space a couple of times now with the Avengers. I mean, hell, we're almost always in space uh, dealing with the Tesseract or, you know, we're in Asgard. We're, we're, you know, we're fighting monsters from space in the Avengers movies. And uh, uh, maybe maybe something here from Earth, more more or less, um, would would be would be you know would be kind of nice to see, um. But uh, I have no idea. I, you know, I, with these Avenger movies, I, I just I hope they can keep it going as as far as um, the excitement for them. Right. So that's that's my hope. Okay, I think they could go super hard kind of like what chief was saying and do a secret wars where thanos puts all the marvel heroes on one side and all the movie villains we've seen so far and has them have them fight each other they could do that like in the well i guess we we kind of did a contest of champions in the uh thor ragnarok but he could have all the heroes fight all the villains and that's the movie and then they all kind of come together whatever to fight thanos and take the infinity gauntlet and take all the stones and then maybe at the end dr doom shows up um the other one is uh annihilation that's the big sci-fi saga that was really epic and kind of served as the basis for the modern guardians of the galaxy the ones that are in the movie and that one just had everybody in it and thanos was a main player in it and i think that could translate pretty well too um yeah and then maybe just maybe some fantastic four i don't know but i i think there's lots of things that get me excited if it was like avengers four 
Avengers Fantastic Four, you know, because it could kind of play on the Avengers Four. Anyway, so that that's my thoughts. But so I was thinking about that, and I had you guys come up with some other movies that really had you shocked and surprised, and you were like, "Whoa, I did not see that coming at all." And you know, I, I had to to think about it for a second when I was putting my list together, and I was like, uh, "Okay, here's some." And I didn't go with, I guess, more of the obvious ones. I kind of wanted to give you guys some leeway to to throw out your options. So let's hear from you, Jace, to kick things off. What were like the three biggest shocks you've seen or can remember when watching a movie? Movies, I really kind of failed. I looked at my movie collection. And I'm like, all right, we're not going to talk about uh, Empire Strikes Back. I really was too young to actually find that as a surprise. I'm like, ooh, can somebody change my diaper? But I, I think the one movie that I really thought was really, I guess it was because of the ending, was in Inception. Like, the openness of that, like, you're like, wait, which way did it go? Like, is this a dream? It's like, it's just very much like, oh, like, in Memento, like, oh, gosh, wow, didn't see that coming. I'm like, I mean, like, those two Christopher Nolan ones were two really good shocks that I didn't see coming, and I'm like, oh, okay. Don't know where I can go. I can, you know, I can I can theory craft on forever on which way you go, but th- those were my two movies that I thought were something else. All right, first, Javon, let's go with you next. Uh, number one for me was Goodfellas when uh, they're going through the whole well when Henry's going through the whole explanation about Tommy being made. They set you up perfectly because mm-hmm. he explains everything, you know. He's a good fella. That means he's a made guy. Woo, woo, woo. Nobody can mess with you because you're part of a crew. And you see Tommy getting dressed up. You see him kissing his mother. He gets in the car with Tootie and the other guys, and they get to the house. And you're thinking, oh, man, Tommy's going to be made. And then, yeah, he gets a bullet put in his head. Mm-hmm. So that's number one for me. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two... I got to say was Hannibal Lecter and it, albeit it wasn't a twist. It was a surprise when Hannibal Lecter gets out of his cage and they show the face. You, you kind of felt like he's going to do something, but a hey, young me didn't realize that Hannibal Lecter cut the face off of another guy, put it on his and was in the, in the, in the ambulance on the way to the hospital coming up out of that. I didn't see that coming. I was like, whoa, when it happened. So that's that's number two. Uh, number three, uh, the great film Transformers, the movie, when we realized that mm. it's actually Hot Rod that is going to be the new holder of the Autobot Matrix. Good one. And <laughs> he is the one. He is the one. Yeah. Because... Yeah, right? That's a yeah, good nobody one. I didn't see that yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my three. All right. All right, Chief. How about you, man? All right. Uh, two of them involve the same actor. Um, the first one is a movie called The Sixth Sense. <laughs> um, that whole time, man, I had no clue that this dude was dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, you watching it, you know, and it wasn't until 
the end where she was like, why did you leave me? Then it all clicked up on me. <laughs> I was like, oh, this whole time, you know. <laughs> um, that joy. Second one is also a Bruce Willis film. <laughs> and uh, at the end of Splinter, uh, not split the split. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> when he's sitting there at the table, and he's his character from uh, Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I said this. Oh, okay. I said there's gonna be a, a, a part three. and that got me excited. I was like, "Okay, so I can't wait to see how." And then I read up on it. It's supposed to be uh, Mr. Glass, David Dunn. I think that's his name. Yeah, searching for this sure. this new searching for this new guy. That's gonna be good. I, I think that's gonna be good. Um, which reminds me of the I didn't see the coming. So you remember Deep Blue Sea? Yes. So Samuel yeah. L. Jackson standing up there giving that speech. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> he said, "Uh." Yeah, when I was stuck on the Himalayas, we didn't. Whoop. <laughs> I'm tired of these snakes. <laughs> hey, dude, that was hilarious. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you know, there's some other movies, but those are the three off the top of my head that I thought of. Perfect. I like that none of us had the same one, so that's cool. All right, so mine. The first one that came to my mind was was Batman Begins when Raz Al Ghul was really revealed. I was so fanboy pissed off when we saw the original casting and it was like, why are you guys making Raz Al Ghul this guy? And Christopher Nolan just like totally su- surprised me the whole movie. He like swerved me and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, Roz Al Ghul is spending all this time. But it's like, Ducard's actually Roz. And it's like, oh, shoot, he looks like Roz. He's been that the whole time. So I, I love that twist. I thought it was awesome. Um, next up for me was Scream, the first one. Because I, I mean, you know, when, the, when, the, when Billy gets stabbed, it's like, oh, man, not Billy. And then he and Stu actually end up being the dudes who killed or who were behind all the killings. I I don't think I'd seen a horror movie where it was two dudes running around as the killer. So that, and I had been in my head like, all right, it's this guy, it's that girl, it's this dude. I never thought at all that there were two guys involved in all of it. So that one was a really good twist for me. And the last one, uh, I you know, there's three that I'm choosing, but I'm just going to go with this one. Saw really threw me for a loop because it was like, What? This guy was Jigsaw, and he's sitting in there that whole time watching all this go down. That was crazy. I feel like there are some other cool twists in the Saw franchise, but that first one was the one that kind of put me on edge for the rest of the films, and that one was just off the chain. So yeah, it was. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, that it was one of those because you know, like the ending, he just closes the door, and I'm just sitting there watching the credits. I'm like, yo. That really just happened. So that was that one got me for real. Um, yeah. 
So those are good choices. I feel like we could probably come up with some more next time uh, and get Gunner involved in the fun on that one. So we're almost done, but I, of course, I want to get back to <laughs> my one of my favorite segments, the dumbest TV character of the week. And I think there's so many good options. Uh, Chief, let's start with you on this one, man. Who's your pick? The dumbest TV character of the week? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's got to be the little boy. <laughs> Where the hell are you going? Where are you going, little boy? And then, how the hell do you get stuck inside of a tree with three walkers outside of it? <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Shout like, help me. As, right. Uh, first of all, you're in a creek. Walkers don't even walk across the water well. Just run across the creek real quick. Keep it moving, man. But after all that you've done, why did you leave in the first place? You know what I mean? You, right. They pushed you aside. They, they didn't kill you. They pushed you aside. So you were still there. You kind of woke up like, oh, I'm still here. And <laughs> Hold up, Chief. Hold up, hold up. You touched on something. You were so much of a threat that they, they just they smooched you. Right. They smooched him. They smooched him, took his gun, left him on the ground. He gets up off the ground, runs out of the hilltop. Where was he going? Where were you going? Now you're unarmed. You don't even have your stick. And now you're caught in a tree. You're caught. In, and I don't know how you lucked up and found a tree with the, with the, with the roots that go such <laughs> as, those roots, as those roots did. But you know what? Never mind even all that. You have to be the dumbest character this week. I mean, no little kid. Does any little kid run to the danger? Not often. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right, Javon. Who's your? Who's your? Who's your choice? Oh, it's unanimous. It's it's little dum dum from The Walking Dead. My dummy of the week is actually going to be Heel Rick. I think that heel turn is going to come back and bite him in the tail. Because even it's like I laughed when he killed the saviors, but I'm like. You know, he's really not, he's really doing something stupid. I, I don't know why. It's like, maybe now, maybe, uh, God, Morgan doesn't trust him because he's like, well, I was going to kill him, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't trust you either. You know, just, it's, it's, it's going to be some ramification for that. So I, I'm, I'm putting him as my dummy. Well, Chase, you remember when my man was looking at him? The dude from the uh, Saviors who, who actually was saved or spared because he did the right thing, I guess. Alden. Yeah, Alden. Yeah, he mm-hmm. looked at Rick like, damn, bro, for real? <laughs> so, yeah, it's already kind of biting him. We shall see. All right, fellas, that's it for this episode. Thank y'all for all your expertise as usual. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. All right, hope you enjoyed that one. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to everybody involved at Awesome Con. We had a great time. Jason and I were there and saw a lot of people. 
Uh, like I mentioned in the show, I got to actually talk to Black Lightning himself, Crest Williams. So cool. And I was able to geek out in full display and tell him how much I've enjoyed the show and his performance and all that good stuff. Jace got to meet two of his favorites, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. And we saw a ton of great cosplayers and just overall had a great time. So thank you again, Awesome Con folks. You do a great job. And that's going to do it for this one. I've got a bunch of movies I need to catch up on. I finally decided to start watching all the Riverdale episodes I had on my DVR. So far, so good. I'm probably on episode 10 of the first season, so I'm super behind. But it's a really different take on Archie and company, and so far I still like it. So we'll see how long that goes. And I've got a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham to catch up on. So if you're following the website, BilesMovieFiles.com, or on Twitter at Lyle's Movie Files, you have seen a lot of recaps on Shield and Gotham. There's going to be a whole, whole lot more to come, so don't get alarmed. I'm just catching up. That's it for me. Hope you have a great week, and thank you for listening as always. Tell a friend, subscribe, and check me out on the website. Have a good one. Thanks. <laughs>